0: But I took it seriously. And that is actually also when I started reaching out to people to come onto my show.
1: And it was oh, you the most nerve- you just started interviews yes. right there. Oh, okay.
0: And it was the most nerve-wracking thing of my life because I was like, well, what if they say no? What if they say no? And people loved it. And this is, I was just like, that, that's awesome. I saw my numbers go from like zero downloads for days. It went to like 800 to 900 downloads within the first two weeks.
1: Hello, you're listening to Podcast Growth Hacks, where I talk to podcasters of all experience levels to unpack the most powerful growth tactics they used to grow their podcast. I'm Pat Chung. And if you're a podcaster, well then subscribe so that together we can all learn and experiment with how to grow our own podcasts. Today, we're chatting with Sierra Carter, the host of Run, Thrive, Survive podcast. She began podcasting since February 2020, with over 170 episodes under her belt and over 3,400 followers on Instagram. I first met Sierra at Podcast Movement Conference last year in Nashville, and I wanted her to be one of my first podcast guests because she was actually the first podcast I was a guest on after launching my company Pod Inbox. We actually did a recording right there at the mobile recording booth at the conference. It was super fun. And today, I'm happy to finally have her on my show. So, Sierra, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: I'm great, Pat. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here because I remember when we did our podcast together, and it's such a great conversation.
1: Yeah, it seems like such a long time ago, but it was only in August, right?
0: Yeah. It, it, but I mean, technically, that's almost a year ago, a couple months away.
1: Yeah, that's like, true.
0: Where's time gone?
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we met because I was telling you I want to start my podcast and I need some accountability. Yeah. That was in August. And I am now just starting my podcast after, like you said, after almost a year. So to my shame, it took me a long time.
0: Well, you also said something that you were launching pod in box. So that takes a lot of time and energy. So I wouldn't say that it's not that you didn't launch your podcast. You were busy with something else. Now you're on to this.
1: Very true. And that, that, that's why I appreciate you. You're <laughs> so encouraging. You have such a positive outlook on life. But today we have you on the show to learn all the things you did to grow your podcast. But before we dive into all that, I always like to start with some backstory about you and your podcast. So first, tell us a little bit about your podcast. What's it about?
0: Yeah, so my podcast called Run, Thrive, Survive, and it's kind of a long story how it got to be Run, Thrive, Survive. But it, it's this place where we can come together and understand that we're human and that we want to be emotionally, mentally and physically the strongest that we can be because you can't be physically strong without being mentally strong. You can't, if you're, you can't get your emotions into check. Physical fitness is not going to do you any good in life, but mental fitness isn't going to do you any good without physical fitness. So it all kind of intertwines together. And I like to do it using a lot of psychology, a lot of behavior psychology, and like helping people understand why they do what they do. And I, come from it from this cool perspective of you have three personalities. You have that person that's either A, running. This is like the physical person of you. You're you're busy. You're in shape. Maybe you're running from place to place. You're running a business. Whatever that like fitness is to you, that's the runner in you. That's your first ter- personality. The second personality is you thriving. This is the your best self. This is when you're feeling good, when you're looking good, when you're happy, on the best days that you have. And then you also have that person that is just surviving. I did at her. And if you go to my Instagram, you can see these videos. She's kind of maybe a, a day drinker. She's just not mm. really happy. She's just kind of asks these negative questions. But when you can balance that person with the runner and the thriver in you, you can make a good mix of it. And I do believe all, all everybody has all three of these personalities in them. And they just all come together as one. And I think it's a really beautiful thing that we acknowledge that we have different days. And that's kind of why I coined the term run, thrive, survive. So we could all come together to run our lives. But before that, kind of funny, I actually had named the podcast, The Runpreneur, which to me, I was in love with, I love that name. And I'm going to tell you right now, the only reason I changed it was because of a copyright issue. I had been using that for about six, seven months. Nobody told me I had to copyright it. And somebody took that name from me in November of 2020 after I started in February. Now, I don't know all the legalities of it and I could have technically kept it, but so many people were like, man, I don't even really like that name. And I was like, what do you guys mean you don't like that name? They couldn't spell it. It wasn't very catchy, and it wasn't really gonna hit my idea of mental health and fitness. So I changed it to Run Thrive Survive.
1: Got it. I love the background, <laughs> and just to give a little bit more background, I think a lot of people aren't like we're actually on video right now, and y- you know I see a bunch of these running medals. So I think people might not know you're actually a runner, right? Th- that's yes. kind of where the run part. You're yes. kind of like a daily runner, I imagine.
0: Absolutely. So I'm not, I would say I'm competitive. Um, the only competitive thing about me is like trying to get into the Boston marathon, but I like to run because it, it brings clarity to my life. It helps me like hold my emotions together. It helps me understand what's going on in life as like, I'm trying to, um, as I'm trying to grow a business. I'm trying to, you know, accomplish different things in life. It brings this a clarity. And that's where I would say the runner is in my life is I'm the runner. I run everything I do. And I also use running as my outlet. Um, I try not to keep it too like run niched into running my podcast because I do believe Fitness or just daily running, like walking, can help you excel in your career. Can help you solve really difficult problems or even really difficult social problems. So that's where I use it as run. But I'm definitely a runner, and you'll see medals behind (laughs) me. And every single medal behind me has a really awesome backstory. They're probably my like favorite, most important races behind me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I love it. That's one of these things I kind of just envy about runners. They have these like beautiful medals. It seems like uh, one day I'll have to have someone on the podcast. Uh, on that designs, these metals, cause I feel like they're super interesting story in itself. When you started, did you think your primary audience was gonna be runners? And I know you do an interview too, right? Do you mainly, yeah. you, you mentioned, you don't mainly interview runners. How did you think about that from the start and how did it kind of evolve?
0: So I guess at the beginning I was, I was definitely trying to tap into the running community, but then I realized I was starting to get people that, yes, they run. But they are more, hey, I started running because XYZ happened in my life or they started running because, you know, their mother died or, you know, their wife divorced them, like all these different other reasons to start running. But they don't they're not going to compete. They're not going to be like, I need my pace to be five minutes. They're just out there to have a good time. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And I've always been huge in the mental health and the psychology. That's kind of my background. I mean, you know, your schooling background. That's kind of my (laughs) schooling background. Did you study
1: that? What did you study in college?
0: Yeah, so I studied um, behavior analysis as undergrad. Then I went for an MBA and a master's in accounting and finance. Mm -hmm. I'm not that type of person. So now I'm working on my um, PsyD um, for clinical psychology as well as finishing up my board certification for, for behavior analysis. Got um, it. So, so
1: all this is kind of consistent. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm yes. seeing the big picture. You have this yes. background in behavioral psychology and fitness and uh, and even business. How does that all this tie into your business now? Do you do yeah. your podcast as a hobby or is it, uh, what is it for you?
0: Yeah, so the podcast became a hobby. So the podcast is pretty much to help people that, you know, they may not be able or want coaching right now or really want to dive in with a single individual in the, I would say, sports psychology or behavior psychology of fitness. It's just to help them give tips and tricks and bring awareness to people because it's something I think Nobody's really talking about, but everybody is starting to understand at the same time. Um, And on top of it, of course, it's like hopefully funneling people if they feel a connection, if they really like what I'm saying, they want to work with me because I do work with um, individuals one to one, helping them understand mentally and physically. So more of the function of their workouts rather than if they're going to work out and they're just going to stop trickle it off because things have to fit your lifestyle, your health. And if you're not losing weight, if you're not getting to your goals, if you're not even sticking with an exercise program, there's a problem. So that's why we dive deeper into it more than mental health side. And that's what I really like to like bring about is it's so much bigger than physical health. People aren't just, I'm out of shape. It's like, okay, well your body's out of shape. Sure, that's what you think but what about your mind? Like maybe it's your mindset completely. And we just have to dive into that and we talk it out. My um, bio is actually like running miles and talking about my feelings. So it.
1: <laughs> so it sounds like you maybe started your podcast as a hobby. Yes. Knowing that you also, it sounds like you have a coaching business, uh, coaching yes. personal fitness and mental fitness, right? Yes. So is that how you sort of justify creating a podcast now?
0: Yeah, no, I started the podcast to, well, one, because I like to talk and a blog wasn't going to work, but two, <laughs> I wanted to help people through the pandemic because I started a little bit before the pandemic, got through the pandemic with more of the psychology and fitness. And then right now, it I guess it brings some credibility of you can hear me talk, you can kind of make a connection with me on the podcast if you want coaching. I'm over here, too, to take you a step further than what we were just talking about inside the podcast.
1: Right, right. So it sounds like you use your podcast as sort of a lead funnel for these other coaching services you offer, which is more of an indirect monetization strategy. Is that how you think of monetization for your podcast? Or do you ever think about monetizing it more directly? Or maybe even not at all.
0: So I definitely think anybody that says they don't want to monetize their podcast is crazy because we would all love to monetize our podcast at some point. Like that would be an awesome thing. Um, I've been extremely lucky. So let me answer your first question. Yes, I would love to monetize it. I But I don't think that's my major goal. My major goal is to create it as a funnel to get people to bring awareness and get people to know who I am. And it kind of funnels them down to the coaching clients. And Mm -hmm. I'm working on a subscription right now. Um, to make communities so people can talk and really have this like mental health fitness community. And my podcast is going to be that huge funnel to bring people into that. And I think my Instagram almost works as a funnel to my podcast and my mm. podcast brings them to me.
1: If that's you're really great. Ask me uh, how that works. Yeah. I love that you're going to the details and that's what we're going to get into right now. So You know, one of the things I want really want to do with this podcast is really dive into the details of how podcasters think about their podcasts. Whether it's a hobby or a business, you have to think about growth of your podcast, right? Where's your podcast at right now?
0: So my podcast is roughly about, so if we're talking on episodes, Mm -hmm. I did the math. It was like 375 downloads per episode, which doesn't sound like a lot. And it's also up to like, Three ninety nine, maybe four thousand um, downloads per month. And but I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody no, those listening, are good
1: numbers, by the way. You but, said so. No, Let me repeat no, a it bit. Is. Three... But I
0: want to say I'm going to mm-hmm. tell. It's so fluctuating. Where I we talked about this the other day, where I can have a podcast episode that gets forty seven listens, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, or forty seven right. downloads, and then I have another podcast that gets like five hundred. So right. it's like whoa you know like you're, it's like this constant game of trying to figure out what subjects people like what people's interests are like maybe what buzzwords are out there that people are trying to understand it's becoming a game but yes, yeah, so like <laughs> growth right now is like i'm trying to find that steady number of per downloads and of course watching that accumulate over time yeah
1: do you do you look at your numbers a lot and if so <laughs> which number
0: because yes, there's so many <laughs> numbers that
1: uh, podcasts, it's kind of confusing, right? Because there's downloads per episode. There's like yes. total downloads. And then there's also listeners too, which seems pretty important or subscribers. So, so, some platforms call it. What I, I noticed you're using Buzzsprout. Which number do you look at the most?
0: So on Buzzsprout, I look at I'm um, two of them. So per episode, I look at my latest episode, like what was downloaded. I've been playing this game um, for anybody out there. I let it release before I market it so I want to see how many people are listening to it before I even put it out there and then I see what what grows and then I also look at the last 30 days so like I would say monthly downloads like last Mm -hmm. 30 days and just to see if it's steady is it growing and of course buzzsprout gives you a lot of like cool graphs it gives you the cumulative graph it gives you um, a regular day-to-day graph so I look at those just kind of monitor them and if if things are staying steady I kind of keep going the way I'm going now if something like Mm -hmm. magically drops off i then start to be you know to question it to look mm-hmm. further into it
1: so do you basically use that uh downloads per episode as kind of a proxy for your number of listeners
0: i i would yes or do I, they give you a separate man, do they, they give don't you a separate give me number that, for that? they don't, they give don't me that right? that, that's on, all very hard to, yeah, yeah. And they they give it to you on podcast um apple podcast connect but right. i don't like looking at apple podcast connect or the sole reason that it's only taking in who's listening to it through Apple. Right. And if we as podcasters know anything, we know Spotify is really starting to compete. People can listen to, to it from all other sources. So it it's like, maybe you have, you know, 5,000, downloads on Buzzsprout, but you only have seven of those people that use Apple Podcasts <laughs> right. and he's only giving you seven people. I'm right. like, well, That's not very fair. Right.
1: <laughs> I think some people, I feel like people do two different things to try to triangulate that number. They either take the number of downloads per episode and just kind of, kind of use that as their number of listeners. They assume that that's the one or they take the right. apple stat and they just kind of average it out by taking the general market share apple has <laughs> and just yeah. kind of multiplying that by uh, so it's interesting no it, it, and it's totally valid that you're taking that downloads per episode so and you said it's over 350 that's per episode that's really good
0: yeah no it's been doing i it, you know when you hit your first 100 it's a very special feeling and then it, it kind of keeps going from there it's definitely an awesome feeling to see that people are listening to you
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: not just talking to yourself
1: And I love you how you do that experiment. So, what? Let's dive into some of these marketing tactics you do use. You mentioned uh, you release the episode first. You kind of look at the stats, and then you start kind of running your um, marketing playbook. What What is that marketing playbook, and and how does it affect that number after you start doing it?
0: Yeah. So I um. So a couple things. I'll start with what I do like per episode, and then I'll show some of the other marketing tactics that I actually really love. So per episode, I will make they're called clip it's called clipscribe and i pull videos from when i actually interview my podcast guests or myself i will always talk on video and Do, I just, you
1: use a app called clipscribe
0: um yes it's called clipscribe and it's like ten dollars a month and it will overlay the dictation of the video so what what they're saying the words will show up underneath that and you can add Got like it. episode and everything so
1: it's like and, an audiogram through Cl- yes, clip scribe
0: Yes. Yes. It's an audiogram. Thank you for that word. I couldn't think of what it was called. (laughs) And I always, always, always put words on every video I I do on Instagram or TikTok just because people might not be able to listen to it because they might be in a crowded room and whatever. So you always want to put words on. So that's just something I want to say, like a quick social media tip. I
1: I agree too. For accessibility too. I feel like a lot of people forget about accessibility, but it's so important uh, for hearing impaired. Yeah. So that's awesome.
0: So I always make those audiograms and I just learned about the collaboration button on Instagram to get it on other people's audiences too. So I'm going to work on that, but I always do it as an Instagram and a, um, a story as well. And I will always link the podcast link to that. So people can just click it and make it as easy as possible on social media for people to find the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, What I've been doing is I release the podcast. Wait, let's go back to the
1: link real quick. So are you linking to the actual, uh, what are you linking to? Like your website or the episode?
0: So I'm linking to, I've done it a couple, a few different times. It depends what I'm linking to. So I've linked it to my link tree. And on my link tree, it actually will, if I put the RSS feed in the link tree, it Mm. will show where you can listen to it. It will give you an option. Because some people, if they don't have, Apple, they can't listen to it on Apple Podcast. They have to listen to it on Spotify or Castbox or X Y Z. Right. So, so when I you're was,
1: when you're actually doing this audiogram clip, that's probably coming from an episode, I imagine, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm.
0: You're. I'm act- linking to that specific episode.
1: Oh, you are linking to the yes. specific episode. Mm-hmm. You're not linking to the link tree. That, no. That...
0: So it will. What the link tree does, and I couldn't tell you the backstory behind it, but I will grab the episode. But you like link the RSS episode feed because they all have their own little addresses Mm -hmm. you in this in the link tree and then the link tree will show you where to listen to it but also i use link tree when i'm just generally basing like hey go listen to my podcast now if i'm doing real individual episodes i'll put on spotify because spotify is actually the most accessible for everyone and if it's not on spotify they can find me on apple so it's kind of like i try to take the two like most widely used platforms for people to listen to and i link to those and now if i'm looking for reviews and ratings i'm gonna link right to my apple podcast Mm -hmm. um because that's the only place i know where you could actually leave a review for a podcast unless you're on youtube
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense um there's so many like pros and cons of linking right. to the different types of platforms like with apple you're one of the few platforms that actually has a review so it actually gives someone a call to action there but to listen you're right you're kind of alienating half the population if you're just linking to apple i'm always that's a little right. surprised no one links to the google podcast link because that you could just kind of open in a browser and that's you don't funny even i forgot about
0: add. that one you're right yeah you're right. Everyone... i forgot about that one
1: so You mentioned earlier that once you kind of do this playbook, you kind of then see how your numbers spike for that episode. Like, can you describe some of these numbers and what it does to it?
0: Yeah, no. So like, I've noticed without, without marketing. So at least the first, probably six, seven hours, I can get at least a hundred downloads. Now after that is, so again, I mean, that's also if, you know, this podcast went over 42, like I said, sometimes I've, Literally have forty-two to fifty, and then other times it's way over hundred. But we'll say first on average, first um first seven hours a hundred. Now I'll push it to Instagram, and then maybe you will get to maybe another fifty lessons. And then I'm going to tell you this is why people should never be discouraged. The rest is very very steady over time. I do see a big jump on the weekends, which I think is because I do cater to runners, even though I didn't want to niche like niche myself into it. I do cater to them and runners run long, long <sighs> runs on the weekends. So that's when you're probably going to turn on the podcast, most likely. Um, but it's a very steady growth after that. Now, some other marketing tactics I have um, there. Oh, man, it's, it's not SEO. It's um, when you pay for paid ads on other people's websites and oh. return for it. Sure. But there's... Some people i've worked through where they have major websites and they place my ads on those websites now a key here if you do that is you want to do it for like a month or a time frame and then stop and then just see if these listeners hold if they don't hold you're kind of like i don't know if this is really if i'm hitting the people i want or you're just getting clicks but i've realized when they were able to work with me and find like where they really need to market me My listeners have held and then it accumulates. So you want to make sure you're not doing all these like marketing tactics and you're just getting a listener for an episode or two and then they die off. You know, you want to make those like for listeners.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a good point because you could be spending a lot of money just for getting just some listens, but they're not actually subscribing. So that said, do you have like a main call to action? So let's say you place an ad and uh, I want to dive into that a little bit too. Like what ads do you pay for? Do you use Google, Facebook? And even a lot of these ad platforms, they want to know what your primary goal is. Is it for them to subscribe, you know, right. to your podcast or is it for them to play?
0: I think, I think my biggest call to action, that's funny, I'm not sure if I do it in a lot of ad placements, is um, for the ad placements I think I've paid for, it's probably listen and subscribe. Mm-hmm. When I'm using it on Instagram, I'm actually trying to funnel them more to my website. Now, my website, the first thing you pops up is my podcast. Mm -hmm. And then you can see like the coaching behind it. So I really just try to like push my podcast. As in, almost like the, that free ebook that people push out. I'm like, here's okay. literally free information conversations of people I've interviewed, and right. So your podcast
1: is like the hub of where yes. people start on the top of your funnel. Then they start yes. getting to know you, and then they start going down that funnel, right?
0: So I'm just trying to get them to listen to my podcast and make a connection. Now, in my podcast, I do have a call for action. I have a call for action at the beginning to you know subscribe and share it with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to ask them to hey, if you need coaching, coach coach with me I just want them to share it with their friends and then on top of that at the very end I'll always have links in my um the show notes always have links to where you can sign up for a discovery call so Mm -hmm. how I phrase it in my podcast is not you know sign up for a discovery call to coach with me it'll say something like you can talk to me, go to my link in my bio. You know, it's like more of a friendly thing, not a hey, I'm trying to sell you. Right. Not a salesy thing. Deal.
1: Right. But it sounds right? like it's always some call to action that yes. gets a user to take an action to uh, start engaging with you one on one.
0: Yes, because without that, it wouldn't be a funnel. If for I sure, just kind of let sure. them stop right there, sure. then why am I even using it as a funnel? You know, of course, right. I have to tell them where to take the next step.
1: And that, that first step is usually some kind of a calendar booking meeting with you. or
0: Yes, like, the, you know, the calendar links that you can schedule, <laughs> yeah. the 15-minute, like, we kind of get to know each other. Right. And then we go from there to see if it's, like, a good fit or if it's, like, well, maybe we have to direct you somewhere else.
1: Yep, Yeah, that's a very common pattern I see, for sure. <laughs> so it seems like you're doing, you know, all, all the professional stuff. So. um how many clients, if you don't mind me asking, has this garnered for you? And is it pretty optimized at this point, or is there stuff yeah, you're still kind of working on?
0: I mean, I'm definitely always working on things. <laughs> um, but it, it definitely, I would say, I probably, oh, my marketing coach was like, you need to make these calls to action. That's when I did it. I have uh-huh. probably gotten about five in the past couple months of starting that. So oh, it's, that's I awesome. didn't always do that on the podcast. And these are kind of like um, repeat
1: customers, I imagine, yeah. right? It's yeah. like physical coaching?
0: And- yeah, because I do a lot of it on Zoom. So I'm not just limiting it to myself of my area here in Florida. I do do a lot of Zoom coaching right. and, you know, just like catching up, talking, like accountability. And it has brought people in. And so that's exciting on its own. And then they connect still with the podcast. But I think what's even... Cooler is how many people are like starting to connect through the podcast on Instagram. So they haven't like taken that initial step to maybe schedule a call and talk to me, but they're reaching out to me on Instagram and they're sharing their their journeys of their mental health and they're running with me. So I think that's really cool because they don't just think, "Oh, she cares about my pace." Right. She cares about how I felt today on my run.
1: Right. Have you ever tried those Instagram ads where you're actually paying for Instagram to capture the call to action? Those seem really interesting for maybe business like yours.
0: You know, I actually haven't. But somebody told me something about that where they're buying stuff through Instagram now. It's not through the website. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Not really. I mean, um, so Instagram has these different ad types, right? Where you could, you know, send them somewhere. But they also have, I think, and I'm going to butcher it, someone in the audience is going to call me out on, on this, is they, they have what you're talking about, e-commerce too, where you could buy it yes. directly on Instagram. But they also have another like lead capture form where instead of sending them one more place, like a Calendly, they're like, if you want to book a session with me right now, you could, I think there's like a lead capture. So I'm just wondering if you... You, you know what? Have...
0: I've seen those now that you say that. I haven't used one.
1: Yeah, that'd be it's kind probably of a good place
0: to look at, yeah.
1: It it might be because it sounds like you're... Is, Uh, using your Instagram strategy.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Got it. Yes. And I feel like reels have really, really brought that (laughs) to light um, and helped the growth of the podcast because I use humor on the reels. Yeah,
1: your reels are great. They're like, I'm surprised you're not. Wait, are you on TikTok? Because your reels seem like the yeah. strategy that tiktokers use a lot they use
0: yeah i wish yeah. i i should put this on tiktok but when i put it on instagram i get so involved in everybody knowing me on instagram that i'm like oh i forgot to put it on tiktok but you know in all honesty my tiktok's the same name um run thrive survive so i will start posting them and it'll look like new content it's kind of
1: funny because i feel like all the platforms have their own sort of culture of how you post things yeah. So just for the audience who doesn't know, you have these alter egos that you talked about before. You're the runner and then kind of like this drunk character. Yep. And you do this, you you play both characters and that's really popular. It's kind of proven to trend very quickly on TikTok. Is that where you got that tactic? I yeah. Think?
0: So I actually got, I didn't use the first tactic as a um, runner. I kind of like, made that person one day when I was actually upset. So like, I went there, like, you know, everybody goes through a certain period in their life. I mean, i was sitting there drinking wine and I was like, you know, I use sarcasm (laughs) to get through things. And I was like, oh, everybody, you know, I see why people don't like to run. They just drink wine. And then I was like, what if I went back and forth with how I felt like I'm the peppy runner, but I'm also like sometimes really upset or just really stressed out and I drink wine. And I was like, That's perfect, so I just started making these reels going back and forth of these two people I felt like I was, and now people think they're like, oh, she's your roommate, like, oh, you're gonna make your roommate have a drinking problem. I just laugh because I'm like, we all have these two people in our minds of this is who I wanna be, this happy runner, peppy person, but sometimes I'm just over here like, ah, leave me alone, I'm gonna drink a glass of wine. (laughs) So it's like, it's kinda cool how it evolved, but yeah, so I, Kind of saw people doing it when I started it. It wasn't really a huge thing to mm-hmm. go back and forth between two people, and we were doing it kind of in odd ways. um I actually know if if it's called Dude Dad. Have you heard of Dude Dad?
1: <laughs> I haven't. Is he a famous TikToker?
0: Oh my gosh, he's one of my favorite people I've ever watched in my life, and I used to <laughs> oh, love yeah. how he did his videos because he would make all these different characters and he would just like re- run through yes, them. So yes. I had that idea, but I kind of played it. Back between two he wouldn't play between two characters talking oh to each other. he would just
1: stick with one yeah, character it Got would it. just be
0: like well it'd be different characters in different situations mm, okay and it was interesting but i was like oh i can just do it back and forth and yeah. just have a conversation with myself because i already felt crazy i might as well talk about it in front of my camera <laughs> so like that's how that came about and i just loved it and people seem to really like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: understand it because they're like i do this too and i'm like it's a relatable factor. And I was like, right. oh, by the way, I have a podcast. And I think that's how a lot of people started listening to me.
1: Right. And you mentioned earlier that you kind of went through this pivot. And I, th- I think I know when you went through it, because I remember when I met you at the conference, I was telling you I was just starting out my podcast. I need some accountability. And you're like, hey, I'm just starting out mine, too. And I was like, oh, no way. That's awesome. And then I just kind of expected you to maybe have zero episodes like me. But I think you already had maybe 100 or something like that. I was like, well, you're not really starting out. So, But it sounds like you pivoted a little bit.
0: Can I explain that really quick, sure. though? Because I think this is huge if anybody wants to start a podcast. So I started technically in February of 2020. But mm. I did not let myself market myself until February 21. I'm telling you right now, I was going do so that So a whole year. That- one and you were actually year.
1: producing episodes that whole and year.
0: I was producing and putting them out. So in February, March, April, and May, it was pandemic year of 2020. Um, I did an episode every single day because I'm going to tell you right now, I let them, I keep them up there for cringe factor. But mm. if you go back to my very, very first episode, it's awful. It is awful. Like it is just like cringeworthy, awful microphone. I was looking at a wall. I didn't know what to say. And I was just like, ah, you know, like words, vomit, like horrible. And I thought to myself, well, I have to get better at this. Fun fact. I'm actually, like, I used to be super, like, I have a lot of anxiety about talking. Like, I wouldn't mm. talk. I was used to be a quiet person. Oh, wow. And then, right? Isn't that weird? <laughs>
1: yeah. And then,
0: and then I went in and said, every single day, I'm going to record a 15-minute episode. So that is why I have so many episodes.
1: Oh, I know
0: everyone's like, oh, you have 100. I was like, no, I don't really want people to listen to these. But I put them out there because I wanted to get into this habit. I'm huge on routine of recording, editing, and Posting, recording, editing, and posting and learning the ins and outs.
1: So, yeah, you're very outs, disciplined. It's almost like the runner's mentality where you just go really do is. it even if you don't like it. And I love even that. Even if it that,
0: sucks. Like, yeah. It can suck. And, you know, in all honesty, I was like, nobody's going to listen to my podcast for the first like 100 anyways. Like, to be honest
1: <laughs> with you. Was, I like literally thought that. That is discipline because, yeah. A lot of people pod fade, excited. right? No, yes. it's it, yeah,
0: Yes. I used to be super excited for my first 14 listeners and I'm pretty sure like that was my mom going to different, you know, phone, iPad, whatever it was. And like maybe sharing it with some family members who maybe clicked it and turned it off. Right. You know, so like I was so excited for that. And I was like, okay, every single day I'm going to do this. I mean, just awful quality. I want to dive into the
1: numbers a little bit more, but I wanted to ask um, something that you kind of brought up where you were, I, I couldn't have imagined that you're. You're someone who doesn't like to talk. I mean, you like the moment we met, it's like, you know, I was like, wow, this person talks a lot, (laughs) (laughs) not in any kind of negative way. I think we we were cracking up over a lot of things. (laughs) Um, But did you do the podcast to get over this? um, I don't know if I should call it shyness, but or or did you already get over it? Did you already overcome that doing something else first?
0: That's funny. I think I think when I started podcasting, did I realize I had the problem? Actually, I always felt kind of socially awkward and never felt like I could easily go up to people and talk to them often. But Mm -hmm. when I started doing the podcast, I realized it's like I couldn't untangle my thoughts in my mind to make words and sentences and actual things that made sense to people. And I think, I, when I did it every single day, that's what I was really trying to get better at is trying to untangle and understand my mind. And I realized down the road that helps me in every social situation. It helps me with networking. It helps me understand people and things. It's incredible how much podcasting just changed my life.
1: I mean, I even like that as a growth hack. I mean, a lot of times we're just so centered on like monetization and like getting our audience numbers up, but... It seemed like just starting your podcast was just like a big growth hack for you. It right. was a big life hack, it sounds it like. Really uh, is. Which is awesome. And it took you a good amount of episodes. I mean, I love that you kind of just stuck with it. And you just <laughs> did it no matter what. And now you, um, you talk a lot, like very naturally, right? <laughs> like, right. Uh, it's just kind of part of who you are. So I love that. So it sounds like at some point, though, you're like, I'm going to take this seriously in February 2021. Yes. And how did... How did that number, like, what was, do you remember the number you were at kind of before you'd started taking seriously and kind of seeing how the trajectory is going now?
0: I was so excited. So I remember this time, like, it was like those times where you think you're about to win a Grammy, Um, but you know, you're not. But I actually switched to Buzzsprout in February of 2021 because somebody I knew was like, you need to get off Anchor, go to Buzzsprout. Um, for X, Y, Z, various reasons, I think they may can do whatever they want, but I switched because I was like, okay, this person has a lot of podcasts, he knows what he's doing. And then by the way, day, it's kind of
1: true. that just, just as an aside, it's like sometimes when you start paying for things more, because Anchor is a free platform and yes. then Buzzbout to have a free plan. But the moment you pay for something. Maybe there's a mentality shift there too, right? Yes. Where I'm so investing like, I gotta make something in this. Out of this. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that, and I started paying for a podcast studio space because my friend actually owns one of those podcast studios. Oh wow! Okay. And you can rent it out, and he was giving me like he's he was a good friend of mine. And He's like. I'll help you out because I know you're just starting. I'm like, oh, thank you. But I took it seriously. And that is actually also when I started reaching out to people to come onto my show. And it oh, was you, the most start, ner- you just started
1: interviews yes. right there. Oh, okay.
0: And it was the most nerve-wracking thing of my life because I was like, what if they say no? What if they say no? And people loved it. And this is, I was just like, that, that's awesome. But I saw my numbers go from like zero downloads for days after I switched to Buzzsprout with these like really bad episodes I had to him helping me produce the episodes and getting on um, people on it went to like 800 to 900 downloads within the first 2 weeks of like three episodes that I had wow like targeted race reviews cuz it started off as race reviews and runners and i was so excited i mean i was posting it to social media i was like oh my gosh you guys are downloading it this is awesome i started started seeing followers climb up like i started to see a bunch of things within 2 weeks now then the plateaus, and then you're kind of like, oh, what's mm-hmm. next? Where do I go from here? But like I kind of kept steady with that for a while. It was just really, really cool to see those numbers jump that fast. But then of course they slow down, and that's natural.
1: Right. Um, and you bring up a good point that you started at this pivot. It seems like you went down this road where you really niched down into runners, and now you're kind of sounds like a little bit out of the niche. Has that kind of you know everyone says like the riches are in the niches and. I could see that. It's like when you, you know, there's so many runners in this world that if you really kind of create a product or create content for them, I imagine on some level, it's good niche to be in. Have you seen any kind of like negative um, effect on your numbers being a little bit more general or has it been...
0: So the funny thing is, I think I went in general, but I still niched myself. Um, There's lots of types of runners. I know that there's, I would call them the engineer runners, the ones that are very, very technical. All they want to hear about is how they can increase their performance and how they can keep Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. I would say that is that those are not my people. Um, I definitely don't think I even can like relate to them when I talk to them at races. Like I know that, you know, you could pick them out and I'm like, they're awesome human beings. I just can't relate to them. But Mm -hmm. who I relate to are these like, you know, mom with three kids who runs because she's stressed out, you know, and, or um, somebody, a lot of people are texting me like, I'm running because I've been depressed for two years and I didn't realize I was, you know, depressed until the pandemic. And I have even had actually more than you would realize, people say, They wanted to commit suicide and then they somehow got into running and they absolutely love the mental health portion of it. And it's just really cool that, yes, I went more general as like, what can we do to be healthy? But I I niched it into that mental health. And so everything on my podcast is either like, you know, here's a chiropractor. How does a chiropractor help you? Like visits, like how would that affect your mental health? So anything almost physical and mental health now, you know, acupuncturists. Um, anything like that and it's so i did niche myself into like health and mental health in a way of running away from runners but they're still runners like they're still the people that are like i'll use running as fitness but i'm gonna also do yoga i'm gonna also do workouts i still probably do crossfit and i'm gonna do all these other things but I do think they're runners
1: right i love it and that makes total sense because yeah even if i if i were to think of myself like what kind of a podcast I would subscribe to, it'd probably be the one you described. That seems a little less intimidating, a little bit more holistic, right? Because, yeah, uh, yeah, we're not all kind of technical, like you said, engineer runners, or, you know, we're not all (laughs) trying to win um, this marathon here. So that's awesome. Um, So kind of winding down the segment a little bit, are there, what's the next kind of growth hack you might be interested in trying?
0: So I'm really, big thing I'm focusing on is actually trying to get, on interviews with other podcasters because I like to meet the podcaster or the listener where they are. If you're on TikTok and I'm telling you to go listen to a podcast and you're like, I've never listened to a podcast. How <laughs> can I listen to a podcast? That's you true. know, and I know people that are like, oh, I've, I've never listened to a podcast. Maybe I'll try it. And I'm like, it it takes a lot to get that person from A to B. But if I'm on other people's podcasts, you know, they hear me and they 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 already made that personal touch with somebody that they trust. Right. And so I think that's super powerful. Now, of course, I'm not sitting here trying to steal from somebody else's podcast. Right. But, you know, maybe I get on your podcast growth hacks. Like maybe somebody doesn't know somebody that or have a podcast that they listen to for mental health and running. And they're like, oh, maybe I'll go check it out. So I'm not even going to niche myself in the podcast I get on. I'm just going to try to, you know, (laughs) go out there and make friends.
1: (laughs) That is cool. I, I think that's a good way to think about it because sometimes I'm so tactical. I'm like, why? What I go on like a cooking podcast or something like that when I'm talking about podcasting. But so you generally just have the philosophy or experimenting with the philosophy right now. Just just saying yes to everything.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate it because you're saying yes to this. And um, I yeah, I'll I'll be curious if that that helps at all, because I do know people, you know, I feel like the common strategy is like make a hit list of all the podcasts that you think your audience is also listening to and try to get on their show. And I think that's legit, too. You're not trying to steal. I think a lot of uh, collaboration could happen there, but it seems like you're just kind of open to collaborating with all types of podcasters.
0: Right. And I think, I think, Yes, I like that idea. And of course, I have a list of podcasts. I'm like, this would be awesome if I could get on because like they even kind of do the similar thing and right. collaboration. But you don't want to come across two where you're you are trying to compete with them. And I think right. like it's better to make friends than um competitors. <laughs> right. So it's like you want to find ways to help right. them while helping yourself right. too.
1: And it's funny because riffing on that a little bit, I hear a really good tactic around that tactic, which is find podcasts that maybe have similar amount of downloads because then you're kind of on the same level and you're kind of helping each other because exactly. you know if you wanted to get on something like let's say the Huberman podcast or something that that might be hard
0: <laughs> yes <Yeah, laughs> or you know, so like yeah. Joe Rogan right like, walk down the street and met him or something that one day <laughs>
1: right 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 well I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your uh, growth hacks I think this is going to be very useful for people at this level and trying to look Uh, to grow their podcast in a similar way. And I always like to wrap up with our final five quick fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. And these are short. Uh, They could be as long as you want to be or as short as they want to be. So number one, do you collect listener emails?
0: Ooh, ooh, not listeners, but I do collect people's emails, but it's more people that are interested in training with me.
1: I see. So they're already kind of in your funnel.
0: Yes, they're already in the the funnel. They took the next step after they already took the next step
1: so they might have found you on instagram not necessarily the podcast cool all right and uh number two what's your favorite podcast besides yours and when i say what's your favorite what what do you find yourself recommending to other people a lot
0: that's funny i have this one podcast and hold on let me i want to say it correctly it's called um oh is it morning it's the daily boost and it's actually the first podcast i ever listened to And it's probably my favorite podcast. It's like 10 minutes of motivation. You kind of have to Mm. skip through the first three to four minutes of ads. So maybe it's like seven (laughs) minutes of motivation. Uh And it just like would give like mindset hacks or just like some like real quick snippet. And, you know, this guy had a, like, it sounds like a professional radio voice. He almost sounds Mm -hmm. like John Tesh, but I, for some reason, he was the first podcast that I heard Mm -hmm. and I've always stuck with him. And I've always like, kind of like looked up to him as the podcast that I kind of want to mimic because he helped me like get mm-hmm. out of my own mind for a lot of situations because I've listened to him since I was in high school. Wow. So, and do you, you actually
1: know, find yourself recommending it to people too?
0: Yeah, I've recommended him to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, number three, how much time do you spend on your podcast per week? Or better yet, how much time do you spend on an episode? Because you actually have two episodes per week, right?
0: Yes. So okay. So I would say, altogether on an episode, probably one to two hours, and that's including editing, uploading, making the content, the YouTube video, and all the social media for it. Um, that is very fast. Yes. So my my trick was, if you know, I'll I'll even drop their names here. Laughing with Gingers, they actually had a talk at Podcast Movement where it's I think it's like tape to um recording to publish or something like that. And it's literally, you're trying to be as authentic as you can. So you don't do a lot of editing to the podcast. Now, my, my hint here is if I do Biff something something goes wrong, I will write down the time where I have to go back out and edit it. But I'm not gonna edit out everybody's ands, ums, uh, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Because we all play. say that. I want sure. you to have a conversation with me. So it's really quick there. I scan those, I have a template. Everything I have is template. All my my Final Cut Pro is template. I just insert the video, insert the audio into GarageBand, insert my pictures of their headshots, and I'm good to go. And it probably takes me at most two hours per episode.
1: That is really good. I uh, aspire to be that fast. Um, question number four, what's your favorite podcast tool?
0: My favorite podcast tool, Canva. Oh my gosh, I could not live a day without Canva. And if you don't know what Canva is, you should go get a Canva. <laughs> <laughs> no, get a subscription. It will just helps you with everything. Ideas, flyers, content, everything. Right.
1: And it's just that uh, you don't use it for the video though, right?
0: I don't use it for the video, but I can use it for all the social media and just everything for that. So right. podcast. what was the
1: other tool you mentioned for the video again?
0: Clipscribe. ClipScribe. So it's clipscribe.com. Um, and it's just $10 a month. And it makes your videos with word overlay because Canva doesn't have that yet. <laughs> right. They don't
1: have it yet. I've been waiting for that for a while, but that's cool. And the final question, what's your primary call to action at the end of each episode?
0: So my primary call to action, it's, it's honestly, it's if you want to talk more or you have something that's on your mind, you want to discuss, um, book a call with me.
1: Book a call. And where do they book a call?
0: So they will, I will send them to the link that is in my little, my, um,
1: what, what do you call?
0: Yeah, or link tree or it's in the description notes on the podcast where they can find me. It's also in my link tree on my Instagram. I just say, you know, look in my show notes, click that link and it's usually like, you know, talk with me or book a call. And it's a Calendly link and that's where they book.
1: Got it. Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, go check out Run Thrive Survive podcast. And in the show notes, there's a link to book a call with Sierra and she'd love to uh, have a conversation with you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thanks, Sierra. Thank for
0: having me on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening to Podcast Growth Hacks. If you like the show, please tell a fellow podcaster about it this really does help keep our show going and if you have a podcast growth question that you're kind of curious about well i'd love to hear from you you can leave me an audio message by going to podinbox.com podcast once again that's podinbox.com podcast i'll include that link in my show notes i personally respond to all questions i receive there And once I get your question, I'll find the podcasting expert to answer it on an upcoming episode. We'll play your question and I'll even give you a shout out. Until the next episode, keep creating and keep growing your show.